Hello, listeners, and welcome to episode 23 of the Eupopolis Podcast. I'm Kristen Ogler, Child Life Specialist, host of the podcast, and Eupopolis' Program Manager. Now, I have some exciting news. I always start with exciting news. We have another You Got This Challenge coming up, and it's going to be open to all youth, so that it doesn't have to be a member of Eupopolis. They're, of course, welcome to join us, but we're inviting all youth to take part. And as you'll know, or might remember, last year in March, oh my gosh, two Marches ago, because I think we rolled it out in May, March, the year COVID hit, that May, we came out with a You Got This Challenge to help youth navigate the whole transition into life with COVID. So we are redoing a challenge, a You Got This Challenge, some of the same lens and some of the same topics, but lots of new things happening as well. So stay tuned. That's going to be rolling out in October. So we're really excited. And you'll see on all of our social, we'll be inviting youth to take part um, and letting all of our referrers and our users know how to get signed up to do that. And it's going to be like an email blast activity that they can participate in so they won't have to belong to the Eupopolis platform to take part in it um, because we maintain the safety of our users by making sure they're referred by someone on their medical team or a organization that we are affiliated with. And so therefore, in order to ensure that this is open to lots of youth, we're going to do the process a little differently and send it out to them via email. So watch for that. And if you're interested in learning more about the first You Got This Challenge we did, you can pop back um, in our podcast to our episodes around four through seven. They highlight the different um, sessions that we did. So look forward to that now. Speaking of transition, that's what I want to talk about today because this week, um, and maybe you even started last week, youth started transitioning back to school. Youth headed off to university, and I happen to be the mom of a youth that headed off to university. So transition is fresh in my mind, and I have two youth who headed off back to school. We're also, where I live, transitioning next week into not wearing masks. So I just wanted to talk about a few things that I think are really helpful in helping support our youth as they transition. I probably have about 10 points that I want to cover. So first off, just listen. This morning I was helping to make some content for our social around being a good listener. And I think that's super important at times of transition, that you can actually just be there, just listen to your teen, and allow them to express their feelings and to talk about the transition and what's going on in their life right now and how they feel about it. And you don't have to relate. You don't have to judge their comments. You don't have to give feedback. You just need to sit there and be and listen and give them that opportunity to talk and express themselves. And some kids express themselves through talking. Some kids are more of like artsy and they like to do art type things. So it doesn't have to be sitting in two chairs or sitting side by side. You know, you could be out there going for a walk, having a ball game, playing catch. You can be hanging out, watching a show. You can be building art together uh, or creating art together. So just inviting and having that space where they can talk and maybe they naturally start that conversation and you just roll with it. Or maybe you have a few um, opening lines that you can just say, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think about going back to school? What do you think about life without masks? Where do you stand with all this? Just giving them that one opening line and letting them roll. So then I think another thing is, you know, routine is so important and we talk about this so much, but what part of their routines can we maintain? So as I said, I have a daughter who went off to university. Like what part of the routines can we maintain for her? 
when they're going back to school? What part of the morning routines can they maintain? So the lovely thing is now we have so much technology. So if our family was to watch a show together, we can FaceTime and watch that show together on Wednesday evenings. Or if we read bedtime stories together, if you have a child in hospital and children at home and you're with one or the other, you can FaceTime and read that bedtime story together. So just thinking about what are those things that you do that you can consistently carry out or what can you set them up with so that when they transition to somewhere else, they have the things they need. Because maybe you have cocoa every morning or cocoa every night before bedtime stories. Like what types of routines and habits can you maintain that you can make sure that they have the tools they need to do that? So yes, thinking about what routines you can maintain. If you always do Sunday night supper, can you do that via video call or can you make a plan and highlight it that they're gonna come home twice a month to be able to have Sunday night supper and you make sure that when they're home, you don't forget to do those things that you might not think are a big deal, but they're a super big deal to them. Self-care because we're speaking of food. And I don't mean self-care as in they have to get involved in yoga and meditation and all those things, which are absolutely great and bonus if you do. But just the basics, thinking about making sure that when they're transitioning back to school or when they're heading off to university or they're in hospital, that they're making good food choices, that they're following those routines that allow them to get the sleep they need, um, that they have all the comfortable items from home that allow them to get the sleep they need. Maybe they have to bring their pillow with them. Maybe they have a favorite blanket. Um, so just making sure that you support opportunities for them to have downtime and exercise and food and proper sleep. So those basic self-care things. I think staying positive is huge, but we don't want to be fake positive. We want it to be realistic positive. So yes, it's sad. Um, that you have to leave the hospital you've been with ever since you were little and go to the adult hospital. Or it's sad that you've been loving up summer and now you have to go back to school, which has its own exciting parts too. So of course, you know, you you can rah-rah school all you like, um, but there is some very special things about summer. So you just need to be realistic. Um, And I think that when you're thinking about those routines, think about how you can still carry out some of those summer routines and eventually phase them out as school phases in, rather than having that blunt stop and making it feel that they're losing out on all the summer fun because school started, because we don't want school to be the bad thing. So that makes me think of red flag type things and language. We never want to project our anxieties onto our children. And that's super hard because You know, they're seeing the things that we text, maybe they're hearing the conversations that we have. We're telling them things because they're kind of like our little besties too. But you really need to be careful about what you're saying in front of your children, what you're leaving around for them to read. You don't want to be hiding things from them. You want them to know your feelings too. But you need to like keep those feelings in check and know that they're the child and you're the adult. And if you need support with your fears and anxieties, maybe you need to tap into your real bestie or your family members who are adults who can handle those big feelings that you don't want to project onto your child. When your child does have those anxieties and those big feelings, though, you want to give them space, of course, like I said, to talk about those things, but also you want to help them get in check about what they're feeling. So if they're having big anxieties about sleeping somewhere new, you don't want to be saying, oh, I wish you were home in your own bed. You want to be more focused on things like, okay, if you're nervous about sleeping elsewhere, how can we make it better? Would it be helpful to talk to me um, over the phone or via some kind of video call before bedtime? Would it help you to have something familiar from home like your own pillow in your own bed? Would some music be good? 
So trying to think of ways that you can help them break it down and not let their mind get carried away and so that they can't shut their brain off and their mind off when they're going to bed at night and they're always thinking about the things that are getting in their way, focusing on those things that are creating their anxiety, but rather getting them to get control over those things that are creating that anxiety. And that's where I think it's really important too that we stop and we ask for help, right? Maybe you're not the sleep expert, Maybe you're not a good sleeper yourself. Maybe you need to reach out to a professional or somebody that you know that has had some sleep issues before to see how they have overcome that or to see what advice professionals have. So never feel that you're carrying this big transition on your own as a parent You can, or as a teen. You can tap into the people around you who can offer you support and advice and who have the expertise. Choices are important. Like I said, you want to be supportive of them when they're having anxiety and you want to help them get control of that. And one way you can do that and one way that you can help make transitions easier is to give them some choice and control where there is it. So if they're heading off to school and they're nervous about getting organized, helping them to pick out things to get organized. We just did a podcast, um, two podcasts ago. So episode maybe 21. One was about getting organized for school. So helping them and talking to them about what things they need to get organized and what would best help them get organized. Helping them when they're heading out to university or heading to the hospital, pick out decorations or things that they want to take to make their room feel like it's their own. Uh, So you want to be supportive and you want to give them choices. You want to ask for help when you don't know what you need to do to offer them the support that they need. You want to really praise them. So when they're having good transition moments and you're seeing really good things happening, you want to praise that. You want to be really proud and to build them up for the things that they're able to to do and to make happen. So um, great job being out there making new friends. Good job getting organized for school. I love how you have your morning routine figured out. I love how you're not rushing out to the bus at the last minute. You obviously are putting some thought in making sure you manage your time well. So just commenting on some of those things. And the last thing I think I want to say about this topic is you want to be consistent with them. You want to maintain boundaries and you want to be consistent. If your youth are struggling and they're not managing their time well in the morning and they're rushing out the door to get to school, if the bus goes by, they miss the bus. Then what happens? What are the natural consequences from that? Obviously, we don't want them to miss the whole day of school. Hopefully, you know, it's not a big nuisance for you to have to walk walk with them to get there or to drive them there. And we don't want that to be a reward for if they don't want to be able to take the bus. But just thinking about if... If they're not eating breakfast in the morning, you want them to have breakfast. I know. I do too. That you make sure that they have some snacks available for them throughout the school day. But also if they start coming home every day at the end of the school day hungry, they're going to realize that it's important that they eat breakfast or that they pack a better lunch or make some snacks. So if you put the making lunches responsibility on them and they're coming home hungry, it's because they're not packing enough. So problem solving that with them and encouraging them to pack a bit more. Um, But I think natural consequences, they will start packing themselves some more. Or as a parent, you might want to look at them and discuss with them about what types of things they're putting in their lunch and breaking down the types of things that help keep you full and satisfied. So we want people to encourage you, like as you go through these transitions to, you know, maintain those routines, maintain um, consistency and boundaries with them, to stay positive, to listen, to give them opportunities to express their feelings.
to separate your anxiety from theirs and to be careful of what you say, to offer them choices, not to project your worries onto them. But lastly, seek out some fun. So as I said, you know, just because school is starting, just because they've transitioned off to university or just because they've headed to the hospital doesn't mean the fun has to cease. So you can continue on with some fun, building some fun in and be really creative in how you do that. But you can also make plans for fun, you know, for the weekend, something to look forward to the next time they return home for a weekend when they get discharged from the hospital. So be thinking about and having things because anticipation for something to happen is always or almost always as great as the actual event itself. Those are some tips that I have for you. I would love to hear your tips too. So please feel free to show us a message or send us a private message on our social to send us an email at um, support at upopolis.com and to um, like and subscribe to our podcast. And we hope that you found this, I hope that you found this podcast about transition very helpful. Thanks guys and take care and we'll see you on the next episode of the Eupopolis podcast. And if you know a youth that could benefit from being on Eupopolis, please make sure that we um, get their referral by getting a healthcare professional or a member of an organization who works with kids to send that referral on eupopolis.com. Take care and have a great day.